Nick Cage goes searching for a snuff film. Today I'm talking about 8mm. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm continuing my a series of 12 Days of Cage. And today I'm talking about a movie that I think is often forgotten. It's also hailed by some as kind of an unseen classic, or at least a decent movie that a lot of people haven't seen, and that is 8mm. And 8mm is was directed by the dearly departed Joel Schumacher and stars Nicolas Cage as something of like a, a private eye who is asked by a rich widow to look into her husband's dealings, and in particular, um, his collection and group. And she thinks, basically, there might be the existence of a tape, which is, um, you know, she discovers the existence of a tape which may or may not be a real snuff film. And so that's the entire basis of the film, is him trying to, you know, is this private eye going into this world and trying to determine whether or not this snuff film is real. And I actually think this is one, this is a, like everybody in this cast is is perfectly cast. Like Catherine Keener plays Nicolas Cage's wife who uh, they have a, you know, they have a new child and she's just trying to, you know, see check in with him and see how he's doing. But he's really concerned about bringing her into this world or kind of showing her what's going on. Joaquin Phoenix plays a guy who's on the fringes of this world of things like snuff films. Um, and then we've got other more threatening characters like Peter Stormare and James Gandolfini. And the thing that I, I like so much about this movie is that it's it's kind of a it, it's more of a slow burn. It kind of initially when we're trying to figure out, oh, is this actually real or not? you know that's that's the biggest thing it is disturbing and so it's kind of this dark slow dark descent for Nicolas Cage's character and I think he does a very good job in it because Nick is, Nick Cage can if you direct him properly kind of slowly unfurl the madness and so what's nice is that when you first meet him he's kind of cocky but he's very matter of fact like he just kind of treats everything despite you know messy things that he has to deal with he's very matter of fact about it he's just like yeah this is something i do it's okay like whatever whatever i find i'll be able to handle it but as the film progresses you can see that his personal investment is going up and that it, the effect it's taking on him is also there as well so it's clearly having this impact on his mind and you know his body and everything like that and so and especially his safety like he's becoming more paranoid because he's convinced you know because of the powerful people that are involved in this that they may be you know watching him and tracking him and in many cases they are and you know some of his the people that he's talking to get killed or hurt and so he's worried about bringing that home and i think that this is it's a good central role for nicholas cage and i think it's interesting that this came at kind of not a down period. Nicolas Cage doesn't really have too many down periods in his career, but it did come after, like, just in a barrage of films that he made. And some of them were successful and some of them weren't, but he, a lot of them, you know, this is kind of an underseen era because he had that, he had Snake Eyes, this, and Bringing Out the Dead all come out right before he had the big box office smashes of Gone in 60 Seconds and The Family Man. And so, it's interesting to see him play kind of this very conflicted character who seems like kind of a kind of a shady guy but really ends up being the moral center 
of this world saying it's like you know what even if i have to stare into the abyss i need to solve this for the people involved and get get answers and face faith these people down so that's what's so fascinating is watching this kind of morally conflicted nicholas cage who doesn't come across as a total dick necessarily or isn't as offbeat and it's very it's a very dour performance in a very dour movie which is also noteworthy for joel schumacher who in this era in his career decided he to to make much more down-to-earth thrillers uh schumacher made his bones in the 80s by making you know kind of you know movies that are attractive for young people like saint Elmo's fire and of the most most famously the lost boys but right around this time is also like right around this time he starts making like kind of edgy thrillers like eight millimeter and phone booth which i would say to some extent are his some of his best movies just in terms of direction in terms of visuals because they just reinforce what the film is going for so yeah that's like I said, it's an underseen movie. I think it's uh, good performances all around. I think it's one of the better directed Joel Schumacher movies. So if you haven't seen it already, definitely give it a shot. And uh, I promise you there's more Gonzo stuff up ahead, but I did want to shout out some underseen Nick Cage movies in this 12-day-long celebration. So thank you so much for listening, as always, and I'll catch you next time. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.